Well, how are you, man? Still alive, man. <laughs> oh, good to see you. It's really good to see you. Good to uh, see you too. It's like a middle of exam period, but oh. I, I managed to actually get you here. I'm really happy. And um, would you tell us uh, who you are? What's your name? And uh, sure thing. Well, introduce yourself a little bit for us. Thanks for the invite. Now, although this is like hectic times with exam period, I'm always happy to come here and talk with you and have a conversation. So my name is Krisk. I'm a six-year student here. I'm uh, from Norway, and my parents are originally from Kurdistan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, six-year medical student, right? How's it yeah. going for you? Oh man, it's going. It's been a wild year, actually. The sixth year has not been what I kind of expected it to be, and now we're in the middle of like uh, preparation for state exam, which is the final exam for uh, medical school, mm-hmm. and it's divided in two. So first, it's a it's a written part, and then it's an oral part the week after. Mm-hmm. So um, the coming Wednesday on twenty fifth of May. You're going to have the written part first, then like the oral part next week, right? Yeah, yeah. so the written is on the 25th of May. And for us in the English program, the oral is going to be like the week after. Uh-huh. Mm. The week after, like your name, it's going to be... Is it based on the alphabet? I have, I have no idea. Because one, one of the friends actually came up to me and told me that like his name is starting with A. And yeah. that's why he's going to be like just the first ones. I was I like, you're no unlucky, man. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> there's rumors about that, but I I don't really know if it's been confirmed or not. But either way, like, don't you have a schedule already for oral? No, I think they said that they were gonna give it to us when we finished our uh, written one. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Because th- this guy had I uh, like he knew that uh, which day he's gonna go to the oral. Oh, like we we, we know like the time frame. We know it's gonna be the week after. Uh huh. But we don't know which day. For example, I'm having my exam. Mm-hmm. Okay, but I have a question. Sure. What did you expect that the six year is gonna be? That like you, just your expectation is not reached yet. No, it's it's. I I wouldn't say it's it hasn't been reached, but it's it's been such a complicated uh, year. First of all, um, so sixth year, um, you can have your practices abroad or you can have your practices here or you can do a hybrid, like have some of them abroad and some of them here. And I had my practice, some of my practices in Norway and I had the remaining practices here. Mm-hmm. And the reason I'm saying that it, it's, it, it's been not really been what I expected is the fact that six year has been, just been so weird. Okay, like, I mean, the theoretical stuff and the everyday things, it, it's kind of lived up to the expectation. But still, like, six year, having, like, not having the structure of the last years, because now you can do uh, whatever at whenever time you want. You can do the exams whenever you want. You can do the practices whenever you want. But you just need to be finished within, like, uh, 13th of 8th of may or something like that mm-hmm. right so you don't really have a very structured day and sometimes as well the practices would go on for half the day you would actually do like a full working day sometimes you would go home earlier they would let you go home earlier and it's really hard to mix that with studying so sixth year for me has been a lot of dead time if you get what i'm saying Mm-hmm. Like there's been a lot of times where I basically didn't know what I was doing. Yeah, but the thing is that uh, 
I guess, man, the, you had a, I believe that you worked hybrid like in Norway as well. Like some of your practice was in Norway, right? Yeah, yeah. Like was it most of it or was it just a little so bit So it was it? internal medicine, and psychiatry and family medicine. Mm-hmm. That's uh, the practices I had in Norway. And then in the summer, last summer as well, we have something called uh, like a, it's a medical student license. So you can apply for that after your fifth year. And basically, you can do many of the things that a fully licensed doctor can do, except for, uh, for example, prescribing uh, A types of uh, preparates like drugs, like opioids and things like that. Mm -hmm. And there's some other like legal stuff as well. Um, So fortunately, I got a job uh, where I could use my license in the summer. Uh, And that was probably the best experience this past year um, because I was standing on my own two feet you know I had a supervisor but I was the treating doctor you know in brackets I'm still mm-hmm. a medical student but my license says that I can do a lot of the things that a doctor how do you can. get that license so it's 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 a thing for uh, Norwegian uh, uh, medical students just Norwegian yeah, because the, it, that's the way the educational healthcare system in Norway is. So for Nor- I believe for Norwegian medical students who study in Norway, they can get it after fourth year. And for Norwegian medical students abroad, they can get it after fifth year. Mm-hmm. So you can be basically a main guy in the hospital, right? What do you mean? Like the one who does everything. You can. You can, be, you can kind of be like... Um, uh, one of the doctors that will receive you in the emergency, for example, or uh, you can also work in like a in a nursing home as the doctor there. Uh, some maybe do something at the GP's office, uh, but most commonly you will work as a kind of a vicar for um, uh, resident doctors mm-hmm. in a hospital, and mostly it's going to be either emergency or you're going to be at the department with the patients who are like uh, in the beds like in uh, in department care mm-hmm. of patients yeah yeah but uh, you told me i remember you told me the story that like you did everything basically you prescribed you diagnosed you yeah 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 so right this is the, yeah this is so this without is... the supervisor no, no, I had a supervisor. Like, he was next to you all the time? or No, not all the time. Um, so, I worked, in a, I worked in a primary health care facility for the elderly mm-hmm. in the summer. And it's like this, this um, uh, how do I explain it? It's like a hybrid between an observational post. So, basically, the idea of this institution is that uh, once the patient has been cleared from the hospital, but they're not healthy enough to go home, they will come to this place where they can mm. land on their feet. And maybe the doctor who is there is going to take the decision, can this patient actually go home or does this patient needs to go home with increased care, with nurse assistance, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So basically my job was taking care of these patients and doing that decision and of course i wasn't alone in doing that like i always had uh, my supervisor who i could discuss uh, cases with and also i relied heavily on the uh, knowledge of the nurses who worked there as well because they worked there for like 30 40 years right they know what they're doing Mm -hmm. especially with like geriatrics and elderly medicine 
Um, but other than that, like um, checking, uh, doing blood works up and uh, regulating drugs and uh, prescribing also drugs while the patient is in the department and treatments and doing measurements and everything like that. I basically did that on my own. That's very cool. Yeah, sorry. Good it, experience, it, was a, actually. it was a great experience. Yeah, for sure. But did you do you get uh, my question is like, do you get actually that experience in page, for example, in the hospital of patient? Like, if you do the practice in page, is do you get anything? All right. So my my best practice here, and I have to give them a, a shout out. I'm probably the only one who's gonna give them a shout out, but I loved every second of it. That was my surgery practice. Mm -hmm. I had it here, and um, they were so nice. And of course, uh, in surgery, uh, as a medical student, especially as a English speaking medical student, uh, it's almost natural that you're mostly going to assist on surgeries, right? Mm -hmm, you're mm -hmm. not going to do any of the in bed, uh, filing and documenting and things like that. So I was assisting up to four or five surgeries every day, uh, for three week, uh, four weeks, sorry. And yeah, I had the time of my life. They actually let me do stuff. But then again, you know, you're a student, you're not cutting or anything. You're assisting, you're holding a retractor or you're doing some suction, but it's cool. Like it was a nice experience, you know? Yeah. But other than that, I've also had practices here where I did absolutely nothing. Uh, you know, I always get surprised when medical students, when I talk to medical students and they, they tell me that they have the practices here and basically they do nothing and the the supervisor don't really care about them and they just um they just ignore them they ask questions they ignore them uh and they don't have time for them like my previous roommate amir was um uh, was telling me that he had a lot of problem with a lot of supervisor in uh in uh, some of the some of the clinics mm -hmm. because they weren't paying, paying attention mm -hmm. to them basically didn't have they didn't just have the time apparently mm. to put for him i mean if you're if you are basically uh how do you call them teacher doctor doctor teacher how do you call them like yeah, they are they are tutor, doctor and teacher yeah. at the same time right yeah, yeah. and if you are and if you are picking a student why don't you have time for them like if you're picking a student you probably get paid for that right yeah well they're they're doing their job as doctors we're just ha we just happen to be there you know but they're they're teachers as well aren't they they are but during these practices because we're there during their work hours and not their like teaching hours so to say you know this is not like the one and a half hour they go to a seminar room and give a lecture this is their actual work hours and i remember some of the clinics that i've been to the doctors were very nice all of them has been very have been very nice to me um and one of the guy even explained, I'm sorry, I like, I, I wish I could have done more, but I have so many things that I need to do mm -hmm. and they need to be done before 12 o'clock because then we have like this uh, meeting and there, there's a lot of meetings here. I realized like... What kind of meetings? Oh, like in the, in the morning, they have morning ward rounds, right? And then they will sit and discuss uh, the patient and, and then they have like this afternoon round as well before the next before the doctor who's coming on for the next shift is coming mm -hmm. so a lot of the time they have the time in between they have to do like paperwork or referrals or whatever it is and maybe even if it's a clinic where you can have a patient who are coming in as a 
form of daycare or something um or planned investigation they have to make time for that as mm-hmm. well so but uh, so you don't have you didn't have any problem basically with any 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 practice that you had in page right i mean i wouldn't say i i wouldn't say i had a problem with it of course they didn't exactly live up to my expectation all of them some of them were more lacking and some of them was very giving for example the surgery clinic i learned a lot while i was there and um, they let me do a lot of stuff and mm-hmm. they brought me and then they were very including you know and there's other departments where things are more hectic and maybe they don't have time and of course language barrier is another thing as well i mean i've been here for six years but my hungarian skills doesn't exactly correlate to that <laughs> i've been i've been here for six years as well i don't i don't know shit about hungarian man. right and it's such a shame as well because like if i knew a little bit more than what i know now Actually, like, you know, I I know a lot, but I just haven't used it. So it takes time. You lost it. Yeah. It takes time to make a sentence. Yeah. But if I would have just practiced it a little bit, then maybe I could have, like, at least said a couple of more words spontaneously instead of, like, standing there like mm-hmm. an idiot and thinking for, like, 10, 15 minutes before mm-hmm. you say one sentence, you know? I think this is our... Uh, it could be better. Like it could be better because if you want it to be better, it could be definitely better. I think it's our lack of interest that it led to this. Oh, for sure. Like my 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 general understanding of the practices and everything else here as well. All right, is as long as you have an open mind and a positive attitude, and you're actually trying and showing some form of interest, and it might go your way. Right, but because we're not really interested in it. We know that, for example, after six years here, I'm going back to Norway. I'm not going to use Hungarian anymore. True. Right. But uh, at the same time, you can actually know the Hungarian and learn something here. Oh, for sure, for sure. You know what I mean? So one of the things, like, that, one of the things that I'm like, I'm a little bit mad about myself is that I didn't pick that up a little bit more. I mean, I haven't used it, but it would have been nice to at least. I don't know, maybe say a couple of words to my Hungarian friends or I know words, but like sentences, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. How's the state going? Mm. Man, that's an adventure. I'm telling you. Yeah. Like how many questions is that? It's around 4,003, between 4,300 and 4,500 okay. uh, questions. And there is a mixture of simple choice, multiple choice and associations. Mm-hmm. And out of these four and a half thousand questions, we get 180, I think. Okay. Yeah. And um, and uh, these questions are weird. <laughs> In what sense are they weird? I mean, they, first of all, I, I in some of the words they are using, I have never seen in my life. Um, and I think that it's just translated from hungarian so the english translation isn't necessarily like grammatically correct uh-huh. and they might also use some directly translated hungarian terminology there are some words there that describe some of the diseases that i have never seen in my life and they might use like um you know if you have a name of a disease but they have another name of the disease here one that's not very like internationally popular like for example we all know graves disease right mm-hmm. 
but here in Hungary they call it Bazedov or Bazedov graves, right? And if you're translate it like that as well, like it's there. Like yeah, it's if, you're, if, if you're not aware of that, then you might be a bit confused that oh, there's actually a Bazedov graves is the same as just graves or Bazedov's disease is graves disease, right? <laughs> and there's plenty more examples as well. But the questions itself, they're they're long, they're hard, and some of them are doesn't make sense clinically i mean i mean these questions are written probably by doctors i would assume and and some of the questions when you answer them based on your clinical understanding it's wrong and once you read the explanation sometimes they will explain it in a manner that makes sense and sometimes they won't mm-hmm which creates a problem. So should you trust your clinical instinct or should you just memorize the question? You but, know what I'm saying? Yeah, but I hear that like you need to memorize if, if even the answer is incorrect. You just I need mean, to memorize you, the you, answers. If you, want to, if you want to have a point for that question, then for sure you need to know yeah. the answer for that. And uh, because we already have the question bank and we have the answers with the explanation and everything, uh, a lot of people are just memorizing, me included as well. Like for some of the questions that I don't necessarily know anything about. Bro, it's like f- 4,000 something. How can you like understand all of them? It takes a lot of time. Oh, oh, I didn't say understand. I said memorize. No, I know. That's the thing. I know that. I don't, uh, I don't think anybody like sitting down and trying to understand every bit of like no no any for question sure. for sure not but you know what after six years here and after like the format of exams the past six years we're masters at memorizing you know you can Kinda. you can i'm still like limping a little bit in memorizing to be honest oh, you're gonna get there you're gonna get <laughs> i'm gonna there. i'm fourth year <laughs> i only have one one year like left literally oh no, because and i'm this, still not there because this has been like it's been the same thing since second year for us true true uh, right when you go into neuro neuroanatomy for example you have to memorize a lot of stuff you Oof. don't you don't understand but i don't the stuff you're talking about i but never understand it. how can you actually make how can you done uh, how can you do actually neuro neuroanatomy neuroanatomy was like for me like, it was the hardest subject like for oof. me studying for neuroanatomy and having the exam in neuroanatomy it was horrible it was probably the worst worst year during medical school for me was second year um, but I actually had more problems doing biochem than neuroanatomy. <laughs> uh, and that's just because I don't like chemistry at all. Oof. Like, I cannot I cannot understand. You're going to have a hard time if you don't like chemistry and you want to read biochem. Yeah. Biochem is like pain in the ass for sure. All the yeah. structures, all the like memorizing Especially the... Especially for you guys who are studying pharmacy. Oh, man. I would man. have I wouldn't have survived one year it's, <laughs> it's so fucking disgusting sometimes I'm looking at the like we have MRT as well for we have this pharmaceutical chemistry yeah. and uh, it's basically pharmacology but we learn uh, the structures of the drugs as well like we know the physical and chemical um uh, how can I composition say composition or like yeah you know the pharmacokinetic properties. and dynamic. properties yeah 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 
we know the, we know all the properties of the drugs basically basicity acidity yeah, and yeah, all yeah. those stuff and the structures man it's so unnecessary like they <laughs> learning them is really unnecessary i don't really know that like why do we need to learn all those stuff and i think in biochem as well like you you, you having uh learning the structure yeah there's some mrts the, where you have to like draw the structures and the chemical reaction that's going on and I, I'm still very salty about this. I lost the point uh, because I didn't know how to draw the cholesterol molecule, right? And I, th- I remember just going out there and I lost my point because of I forgot like one, uh, one carbon or something like that. Oh. And I was like, the day, the day I need to draw a cholesterol molecule for someone, that's the day I will spit on myself. <laughs> 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 you know what I'm I don't. I know, and it. I don't think ever you're gonna draw a cholesterol ever no, in your sure. life again. Maybe if I become a teacher, but I Maybe. have no plans of becoming a teacher. Maybe Nicholas yeah. wanted to be a teacher. Actually, you know what? It suits him because I've. Uh, all right. So for the listeners of this podcast, I've lived with uh, Nicholas, the famous Greek doctor, for three years. I lived with. Uh, it was me, him, and another guy named Jurgen. So we lived in the same flat for three years. And we had some great times together, right? And he started doing the Greek Doctor webpage when we were living together. And sometimes if I didn't understand something, I would just knock on his his door and I would ask him to explain it to me. And he did it so well. Like I would I would totally see Nicholas as a teacher. Bro, you can totally say it by his uh notes. You can like literally by reading those notes, you can literally say he's a good teacher for sure for sure he's a good teacher for sure and that's that's the ability that he has basically for sure and i had such he's, a blast he's, last he's a time nice, he's, a, he's a very good guy as well and when it comes to like um teaching and doing the greek doctor it's helped a lot of students it's yeah. helped me and uh i mean a lot of us wouldn't be here where we are today oh, or maybe we would but a lot with a lot more difficulties maybe like two three years not uh, not three yeah. years but like one two years repeating for sure I did some teaching as well uh, during my years here with the Surgical Society, uh, which was nice. Mm-hmm. I, and the Surgical Society was um, was founded in 2018 by um, uh, three girls uh, named Shafali, Ida, and Alexandra. And I was a part of the first board. And nice. I started as an instructor. And when they finished med school, I took over as vice president. Mm-hmm. So I've basically spent the last four years um, being a, like an instructor in um, surgical techniques, mm-hmm. which was nice. You know, I can teach that away very passionately. Uh, but teaching someone what Nicholas has done, like with in- internal medicine and pathophysiology and things like that, I don't think I would be able to do that. Well, like the thing that the, the thing is that that uh, I guess surgery is more practical. Yeah. right yeah for sure like theoretical part is not that the huge deal i guess it is theoretical part probably out there for the surgery oh, don't get me wrong the theoretical part of surgery is immense like there's no limit to it right mm-hmm. even for something so simple as suturing like a lot of the students wouldn't they didn't like me because the first uh first uh, session of the year or the semester i would always talk about the physical properties of a suturing you know when you have to and i would draw this 
a two-dimensional piece of tissue. Oh my god! And then I would convert it into a three-dimensional piece of tissue, and I would draw some vectors on it. And I was like, oh, what's happening if you put the suture here, 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 and you have to think about it as forces pulling, right? And you want to create a good-looking uh, scar, and you want to create the optimal condition for wound healing, right? Uh -huh. Everything there is like it's physics, and you have to know, uh, you have to visualize it in a in a in a nice manner. Oh man, it's it's like impossible for me to actually. I don't know. For me, practical is very much better. Like I learn with just practicing. Like, but how do you learn? How do you learn like other stuff? Like for example, if you study now, for me, I know that I I learn by for example watching videos, or doing stuff with my own hands like for example surgery right mm. or in even in pathology once i touched something in the autopsy room i would not forget it yeah right yeah and that makes sense yeah and most of my most of the things i've learned in internal medicine and everything that i can't touch uh right has been through um shout out osmosis <laughs> <laughs> osmosis has been a, a helpful friend throughout these years oh that's good yeah. you have to pay for that you have to pay for that yeah Oof. but it's worth it okay we have greek doctor though yeah we have greek doctor i i talked about like i praised him a lot last time i think yeah. he was annoyed a little bit he was like you know just stop praising me i i know i know i know he's a very modest guy <laughs> yeah he's, he's a very modest guy he's probably he's... not gonna enjoy me talking about him now but nicholas, yeah i know nicholas I know. you're a saint if you listen to this <laughs> You've been a godsend to Pote. Like everyone knows You've this. We've talked about him a lot, actually, this past. Yeah. Of all, uh, you know, we are in the middle of an exam period. Basically, uh, yeah. I go to I could I go to the university every day, basically, and study. Yeah. And uh, I see you there often. Yeah, man. I can't. <laughs> I can't stay here. If I stay here, I'm gonna sleep. I'm probably like my bed is literally uh, next to my uh, yeah recording table. Yeah table and uh, I, yeah and then like i start studying here like on my table and my i see my bed and i'm like i want to go to my bed yeah i don't want to stay on but this table it's good for you though like you know get out of your house because you know like you said we're in the middle of exam period and this, yeah this is like a wild time for everyone there's so much high emotions oh. and uh, like stress going on and i know for a fact that like for myself in the previous years for example i would stay home and study most of the uh, exam period but after at the end of the exam period my mind would have just become like turned into a mush right mm -hmm. i would have been emotionally emotionally drained mm -hmm. and i switched that i think uh yeah like the pre-covid and then the covid of course hit and we had to be home but the year before covid uh, I switched to studying at uni and things just turned out better, you know? Because I, I think there's something in like seeing other people going through the yeah, same yeah. stuff as you as well. You're not talking, alone. Uh, talking to other people actually reduce a lot of stress. I realize that. But uh, sometimes. 
Yeah, you, but you can also you can also get lost in it. You know, one yes. conversation which was meant to be like, "Hey, what's up? How's it going?" and then like, suddenly turn into like mm. two and a half hour conversation. <laughs> That's not gonna happen. Two and a half hour like I conversation swear to God, it happened. Ha- it happened to you. It happened yesterday <laughs> to me. <laughs> <laughs> and this was and it was in the middle of the night as well. Like it wasn't early during the studying. This was at the uh, at the end of the night. My energy has already been drained. Uh, but I saw this uh, friend of mine, and I haven't seen him for a long time. And we started to talk about the, me going back to Kurdistan um, in June, mm-hmm. and he's Kurdish as well. And we started to talk about like all the good things and all the good memories we have from Kurdistan, right? Mm-hmm. And that doesn't take ten minutes; that takes a couple of hours. Oh yes, it <laughs> does. It does. But in the middle of exam period, man, that could be like, yeah. During the talk, you probably are right. You're just having fun. But afterward, like, oh, you're you're like. Oh god damn it! A talk for two and a half hours. Oh yeah, I I didn't and go you just home. get stressed a little bit, right? I didn't go I, home I until four a.m. last night. Woo-hoo. Yeah, four a.m. The uni is uh, open twenty four hours now. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it was it was a long night. I don't know. There is something uh, about going to uni. To be honest, even the library, I just I just get attracted to that library for some reason. It's not comfortable. It's not like i think it's more i think it's more the psychological aspect of it you know i i really do because for me as well like i'm not comfortable at all sitting at uni my back hurts my knee hurts my feet hurts everything in my body hurts right yeah the chairs are uncomfortable they've upgraded some of the chairs which are a bit more comfortable but i'm still going back every day you know and i think it's because i'm seeing people there could be could be because of stories as well. Yeah. You hear a lot of stories as well. Yeah. <laughs> and I I recently started to think about like, man, I'm only here for one and a half more weeks True. at the time of this recording, you know? True. Then I'm gone. Then you're a doctor, bro. Yeah. You're going to be a doctor. We're going to party hard, man. You need to come back and we oh, need to party hard. Sure. Like, um, and we have already said, like, on the day of the written state, so 25th of May, the party is going to go. Like, it's going to be... But on the graduation, when is the graduation? July? 2nd of July, yeah. 2nd so of family, July. My family is coming. That's going to be awesome. That's yeah. gonna, there's going to be a lot of parties that day, probably. I think so, yeah. Because a lot Hope of... So. Uh, I Yeah. Uh, a lot of the students have invited not just like their mom and dad but like extended people as well so maybe some of their best friends from back nice, home nice, maybe nice, some nice. of their cousins or siblings or something like that so i think i think it's gonna be all a party you think i hope so? it's gonna be yeah i hope it's gonna be all a party i, I miss i miss i miss all the parties aula party i we haven't had one since the last time i was in aula party was probably before covid yeah 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 we didn't have it this semester no, I don't know there why was a, there was a small like pre-party before Medicus Koopa. Uh huh. But I didn't. I, I didn't go part. there. Oh yeah, maybe, maybe. It was. Uh, I think it was this Oktoberfest as well. German Oktoberfest fest this uh, year. Yeah, I guess so. If maybe. I remember, like last semester, it was last. That semester. would have made sense though, because that was when I was back in Norway doing my practice there. Could be because I didn't go, so. I started like partying this semester a lot. Yeah. I don't know. I was running away from something. I don't know what was How it exactly. How was that working out for you? Now? Oof. It was, <laughs> it was like exhausting at the same time, but something attracts you, man. When you start like partying and drinking, it just attracts you back to it. 
I feel it's same people, same club, yeah, same music, yeah. But you still go for it. You do. You still go for open mic every like two weeks and every same people, every yeah. same singers, and or made just... in pitch or traffic or ash. Yeah, it's the and same thing. It's crazy. I don't know why it's happening. You know, it's I. For me, I like. I don't really drink that much alcohol. I don't mm-hmm. like it. My stomach hurts every time I drink it. Yeah. But uh, it's because of the, uh, you know, because n- of the talks. We have a different, you know, Nicholas actually. Yeah. <laughs> explained yeah. that in the, the what? ethanol, in the, in the pharmacology. I'm studying pharmacology now. Yeah. Apparently, Middle Easterns have. Um, oh, yeah. The other version of acetaldehyde or something? No, 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 no. They, they, they basically. Uh, metabolize the ethanol very much faster from ethanol to acetaldehyde uh-huh. and uh, it stays in acetaldehyde for a longer time oh. so these people are so mostly Middle Easterns yes yeah the negative effects the of negative, alcohol yes alright so Middle Easterns like like Eastern people yeah they have this um, you know metabolite uh, metabolic reaction from ethanol to acetaldehyde faster, mm-hmm. but acetaldehyde to how? What is the other one? I have no idea. My oh, mind is in first acid? state exam now. I oh, I cannot shit. remember my pharmacology. Oh my god! Oh my god. <laughs> Whatever. Th- then acetaldehyde has to be metabolized to actually. I have a fucking pharmacology exam. I don't remember. <laughs> You're a pharmacist. Oh god! Out loud. God. <laughs> and uh, probably it's acetic acid. Uh, oh my god! <laughs> Everybody's just gonna be just... like, come up to you like, you a fucking pharmacist. <laughs> I'm not gonna come to your pharmacy anymore. God <laughs> nah, damn man, it! I would I would trust you as my pharmacist. But <laughs> okay, thank you, man. I have somebody. Uh, so it's probably acetic acid, and then like um, the metab like the m- metabolic reaction uh, from acetaldehyde to acetic acid, it's very much shorter. Like in the short, like it takes a longer time basically for Eastern people. So we right? get more of the negative effects. Yes, yeah. yes. But for Western people, because they get very addicted to it, because it's addictive, the mm. feeling good, because they just get the ethanol and ethanol to acetaldehyde like this reaction it's very much slower so they get that like you know feeling good in a longer time mm-hmm. basically and uh that's why they get addicted that's why they enjoy it more that's why we don't enjoy it that much no it's yeah. probably true yeah but in my case i have to say i i do enjoy Alcohol. alcohol i do enjoy a glass of red wine here and there yeah um, that's all right i guess but yeah. heavy like drinking I'm no, about no heavy i drinking. cannot do shots if it were to save my life if i do shots i'm not coming home <laughs> so i know my limits and thankfully like i i i have good friends as well they don't pressure me into do anything okay because that's a lot of the like a lot of people doing having their bad like drinking habits come from pressure right Peer pressure yeah yeah, yeah. And fortunately, I have very good friends who don't do this. So it's, it's very it's very acceptable for us to just go out and have one glass, two glass and stop there. Yeah, but I can't I can't really say my my friends are bad that they're forcing me to have the no, drinks. No, I mean, you know, they probably gonna... just want you to have fun with yeah, them as well. Yeah, I mean, but... they're, gonna, they, they're forcing me to have fun. And then again, you are a grown-up. You should, yeah. you can say no if you yes, really didn't. If you exactly. really didn't want to, you wouldn't take that out of Exactly, track, right? exactly. It's just it's just the fun, man. What, 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 what else we could do in this That's city? What question. else we could do? Um, just partying and drinking something else in your mind 
passing by, hiking, studying, studying. <laughs> <laughs> we what we're supposed to do, but we're not doing until like week 10 or something. Bro, we can't Our study all the time. But the times have changed, you know, because I see like the uh, uh, younger students here now, second year, third year. My God, they're so they're so well behaved. Like I know they're, they're so they're dedicated. They're man. studying from week Oof. one. I know. When I was in second year, this or third year, this was unheard of. I know. You know? We were so messy. Yeah, we were. Like we wouldn't like <laughs> the earliest you would start would be like mid semester, right? Oh yeah. And even sure. even then, it would be like half assed reading. It wouldn't yeah. be like sitting there pulling twelve hour sessions. Yeah right yeah for sure but these guys are crazy man and the thing is it's actually working like the there's so many people of them who are like passing oh yeah sure yeah, yeah. Uh, the 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 rating of passing i guess it's getting higher uh, they're smarter this new <laughs> <laughs> i just gave you a look <laughs> they're smarter i was like that not necessarily <laughs> no, man, you know the, the they're new generation they're more i think man, they're more i think they're more dedicated or it could also be that they're a bit maybe like they've been scared you know because yeah. there's a lot of senior students who will scare them scare yes. the freshmen yes yes but the thing is that i think um yeah, they are. They, I think they are smart. Like they, they have, they, they have dedication. They have determination. I, I see them like coming to the university like every, like for example, if you want to get a spot in a new building, you need to come very early, like around seven. Oh to yeah, get for a, sure. especially to now get a spot. in the exam period. And they come at seven, man. They yeah, get yeah, their yeah. spots. Especially now in the exam period. Um, like I said yesterday, I was there until like four a.m. And when I went home at 4 a.m., there was a couple of girls who just came in. Mm. And um, they were Norwegians, so I overheard what they were saying. Um, they were like, oh, we're going to be here, and then when the new building opens up again, then we're going to get spots. So they're coming in, like, super early to get spots in the new building. I mean, the level of dedication, I would not sacrifice an hour of sleep to nah. get a good spot. Me you know neither. what I'm saying? Me neither. I would call my friend and like, could you please save me a spot in the library? <laughs> you know, my, my friends have <laughs> saved me for the past six years. Without them, I would have never studied in university. I know. You you literally came at 11 yeah, yeah, a.m. Yeah, today yeah. To, the, to, the, to the university. Like today, and everyone was studying and I was just like came with my like sunglasses and shorts and t-shirt on. I was like, hey guys, I just woke up. I <laughs> breakfast <laughs> <laughs> so yeah but they're more they're more i would say like they they show their dedication in, an, in another way than we're oh, they're doing. new generation yeah yeah they're, they're like young thousand <laughs> they're young can they you, still have I the energy for it sometimes <laughs> sometimes i just realize how old how old they are and like they're 2000 2001 2002 and i'm like god i'm so fucking old yeah i'm getting older we are shit over a quarter of a century old i was the youngest <laughs> like literally when i came here i was the youngest i was like 17 nobody was here yeah did you do I'm, like pre oh uh, the pre-medical school yes yeah, yeah yeah i was 17 yeah and i was younger than everybody in this yeah. city basically well, you would have just been a kid when you came here <laughs> yeah, i know i know it was um oh did yeah. you do it here or did you do it in budapest no i did it here you did it here. i did it here i stayed here because i know that some like pre-med students do it in Budapest as well yeah they do but yeah and they, sometimes they don't get accepted in Budapest and they come to Pitch or Seged or Debrecen. somewhere else yeah, yeah somewhere else yeah. but uh, to be honest this um, I like the vibe of exam period a little bit 
there's something about watching a lot of people going through the exact same shit as you. Yeah, it is. It is kind of. Yeah, it's something like comforting about that, I guess. Like we're all in the same boat. And I get to know a lot of people. Yeah, have I? I've I've noticed that like okay, I I usually don't talk a lot to people. Um, I'm a very like reserved guy, very like introverted. I keep, yeah, introvert. Let's I keep myself my thoughts and everything to myself. But during exam period, when you're sitting there with someone and someone comes over to talk with whoever you're sitting with, then you end up talking with them as well. And actually, the majority of my friends now who i've gotten to know who weren't in my class when i came i've gotten to know them through exam period you know yeah you just you know i, I think complaining is bonding man you could just start it's complaining to get yeah. yeah it is a form of bonding like bonding for sure because you start complaining and then like they start complaining and i'm like all right you know we're it's just the, we're yeah, it's just, same it's just a bond you know we are in the same shit together yeah. like and we're gonna get out of it eventually yeah you know everybody gonna get out of but it but also like uh, another thing uh, the the celebrations have changed a little bit as well you know um like i mean back in the days when i passed neuroanatomy and dude what a story that is when i passed neuroanatomy i had all of my friends there they were sitting outside on the bench waiting for me like Mathieu was there nicholas was there Andy, Doi, Gord, everyone was there, right? Mm-hmm. And when we came, when I came out, I was like, they were like, so what happened? And I just lifted my arm <laughs> up in the air. And I I don't remember who it was. I think it was Mithir or uh, Andreas. And they just started to like play Kurdish music on the phone. And like in front of like five other examination rooms while the exam is still going on we started to dance and shout and be like hey oh god and there's two girls next to us crying because they just failed and we turned oh my god (laughs) and we turned the corner and there was a classmate of mine who just failed their exam and we were all just going there and i made eye contact with her i remember that it was yesterday i was like with my eyes i was saying i'm sorry but i just i just have to i just have to uh, like celebrate right now it's such a um and now it's it's a bit more it's a bit more calmer now now it's more like you uh, your friends will bring you flowers you'll take a picture in front of the department and that's it yeah something like that Uh, like back in the days uh, I don't know. I honestly don't know if people do that still, but I, I, I really hope they do because there's something special about having your friends waiting outside your door. Of course, if you pass, if you fail, that probably sucks. But you know, uh, I, I kind of feel that um, we lost the spirit of celebration. Like we don't, we don't get happier. Oh no, for sure not. Like I've, I haven't celebrated passing since probably pharma final yeah right you know that i don't know why like we, we don't get that happy anymore with the stuff that we yeah. pass what like, is it i i think it's just because honestly i have no idea why did we stop celebrating that we should have we celebrated should, we should celebrate like exam. harder yeah we should have celebrated every exam well we don't you know i sell the way i celebrated neuro when i passed neuroanatomy versus the way i celebrated like for example last week when i was done with my last exam of sixth year uh, with the exception of state exam right i just i just went home to sleep i didn't want to do anything like 
a couple of guys said congratulations to me like my close friends who knew i was having the exam that day mm-hmm. nothing else but um and the last time i we actually like celebrated and out, outside of a department or you had friends waiting outside of the department for you was second year you know when you had neuroanatomy for patho or pathophys or even pharma final nobody was waiting outside the door did you have it online or no, no no we had this was way before covid mm. i'm old school man yeah you are i had those i Me had too, those exam we came together we came we came in the same year i guess 2016 i came 2015 yeah like i started my year in norway in 2015 yeah. yeah and then i came here in 2016 because I had the the Birkenes program, so I was mm. one year in Norway, and then I came here. It's such an old timers. Yeah, we are. We are. Times are changing as well. Oof. Yeah. Can't believe. Like, what's your plan for after graduation? What are you gonna do? Right. So my immediate plan now is after the state exams, I'm going to Kurdistan, and uh, with my dad. He's coming from Norway as well, and we're gonna be there for two weeks and. First of all, we're going to visit my grandmother's grave. She passed away last summer. I'm sorry, man. It's all right, man. She was a, it was a, it was a hard time, you know. She, she was loved by everyone, but it's cancer, you know. So it was a hard passing. And I haven't been to Kurdistan uh, since 2017 while she was still, well, she was sick at the time as well. And she had the diagnosis and everything. But then again, I haven't seen her for the past five years and mm-hmm. she passed away so the first thing we're gonna do is of course visit her grave and pay our respects and then we're gonna have two weeks of traveling and you know going to kurdistan with someone like my dad who is a uh, who is a village boy he was a farmer he was a part of the uh, like the there or my dad's family was a part of the peshmerga and uh, so that was the uh, soldiers who fought against Saddam hussein's regime mm-hmm. and he just know the history of everything like last time i was there with my dad was probably 20 2013 or 2014 that was the last time my dad was there as well and he would just randomly when we were visiting his village he would just randomly point to the rock and he would say in 1986 there was a there was a rocket that came and it landed 50 meters away from here and i remember because i was hiding behind that rock holy shit right you're kidding me no i swear to god like he has stories like this for everything going like i swear to god you do one road trip with my dad in kurdistan in our villages and wherever like our family had the most activity during the war and things like that your mind is just gonna explode like, he, he remembers everything every everything you know he, he like my family are refugees from war and they've gone through a lot of stuff and i've they don't really talk about the war that much and i understand that you know nobody wants to relive those days through memories Mm. but sometimes when he opens up and he talks about it or sometimes if i ask my grandmother uh, from my dad's side she has an impeccable memory like she would literally say the exact day of uh, a certain event right and she talks about stuff that's when you realize how much shit your family has gone through for you to be here mm-hmm. right yeah and i guess that kind of makes me even more like thankful i'm so thankful i'm so blessed that i'm here and i have the ability to say that you know what in one and a half week i am a doctor because i know f- almost for a fact that if i wasn't born in norway 
and my parents hadn't didn't sacrifice everything that they had sacrificed and this opportunity i most likely i would not have had this opportunity you know yeah i totally understand man yeah it's crazy so road trip with my dad in kurdistan that's a bucket list yeah that's a bucket list I kurdistan think... is beautiful isn't it oh man i can i'll now you're getting into like uh, very <laughs> emotional tell stuff, me man. no tell me about it i want to hear dude there the thing is that when people talk about the middle east everything they envision and think about is like you know burning cars and desert and and war and terrorists explosives explosives it's not you know it's where civilization began it's the land between the two rivers Euphrat and Tigris it's the it's so green there and I shit you not like I say sometimes if you wander around like on the countryside you you wouldn't believe that you're in the Middle East you'd think you were in some like Amazonian jungle or like uh, Central African jungle it's so green there and also mountainous of course we Kurdish people are like mountain type of people the mountains are majestic every one of them are just like pointing up towards the sky and they're and they have like snow caps and they're just huge they're gigantic like you cannot even understand the size of this you know mm -hmm. and if you're ever lucky enough to hike on top of one of them you could see so far like i remember one time uh, me and my dad and uh, my uncle from my mom's side uh, we went on a camping trip in Kurdistan. Uh, it was on the road to his village, but one of the nights we uh, slept um, uh, a bit further away in another village. We had to make a stop. And this village was uh, like halfway up a mountain. And my dad was like, come on, we're going to hike this mountain and we're going to just see the, watch the view, right? And when we came on top of that, my dad would point at a random direction and say, this is in this direction, you can see Iran. In this direction, you can see Turkey. In this direction, you can see Syria. In this direction, you could see like the southern part of Iraq. It he was... could actually see it? or Yeah, like he would point to a mountain and he would say, that mountain there is inside Turkey's border. Holy shit. Right? Mm -hmm. Because my dad's village is literally on the border between northern Iraq and southeastern Turkey. Mm -hmm. Right? And he would point another direction and say, that way if you go like behind those mountains then you are in iran mm -hmm. right and it was just majestic like you've seen this picture about people climbing mount everest or something like that right mm -hmm. everything all you see is like white bumps like yeah. the tops of mountains and it was the exact same scenery like the the clouds were forming below us because there was deep valleys mm -hmm. and it's humid oh. and it's a lot of like uh, plants and greenery. It's, it's oh, basically man, a I jungle. Love it. It's a heaven. It is. You know, it's it, it, it just you describing it. I'm imagining a heaven, man. I wish for everyone to experience the culture, the history and the nature of the Middle East. Because truly, I, I with my hand on my heart, I truly believe that that's a paradise. People are scared, man. It is. Unfortunately, and, and it's, and it's understandable. It is understandable. But they don't they don't have that much um, information, to be honest, about Middle East. Though. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, the media portrayed us as... Yeah. 
yeah. the bad guys, you know. That's really bad, to be honest. Like, for example, Iran is such a beautiful country. My country is such a beautiful country. Yeah. You have a lot of stuff to see. You have scenery. You have and the history. There you as have well, the culture. Oh, right? my God. They will love you. Yeah. They will love you if you go there. They just, they're so hospitable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're amazing, man. If you go there, you, they just invite you to their houses. But there you go. Like, you. if you ask anyone who's not from Iran or from the Middle East, what do you know about Iran? They would immediately, like, talk about the government or something like that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And it's such a bad thing. And I, I wish that it wasn't the case, but it is. Yeah. And I think it's our job to kind of work against those kind of perceptions as well uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna work uh I'm, I'm actually planning to do that uh i'm trying to get gather some people yeah um and come i mean i, I have some a couple of people that they just want to go a couple of friends that they want to go to iran but i want to gather them and just take them to iran five six people yeah. and just take them to iran man. yeah just just show them yeah just you know? show them around and like I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna like tell them like, oh, when when I'm there, I'm gonna tell them like, look at this. I told you, you know. I'm gonna say I'll told you because people are scared, man, and they don't really know what's going on. And as you said, it's understandable. It's because when you're because exposed of the media. to this narrative, like from yeah, yeah, so and so many years, and all you hear on news is like, oh, the, there's a war there, there's a bomb going off there, there's fucking ISIS there, you know everything. Yeah, you don't understand. Yeah, but I'm I'm planning to actually take them to Iran and just show them around for sure. For just sure. show them around and like, uh, and they would probably realize. And also, the nice thing about it as well, and and you know this as well, like the. Uh, northern part of iraq so the kurdish region in iraq it's a very safe and stable place like there's a lot of tourists from iran from iraq and from syria who comes there so it's it's uh and also after like youtube became popular like if you go to youtube and you search like kurdish vlogs or something there's a lot of travelers so like backpackers who stop in kurdistan and experience the history and culture there and speaking of like there's i i think it was today i actually told some of my hungarian friends that did you know that in the um uh, bakur kurdistan so northern part of uh, kurdistan it's the only place on earth where you can find black roses shit yeah growing naturally black roses yeah and also the oldest archaeological dig site with evidence of human settlement is there it's called hassan cave Oh, yeah. It's twelve thousand years old. I'm I'm telling you, man. I think Middle East is like uh, it's an undiscovered jewel. Yeah, it is. You know, and it I mean, is. it is discovered for us, but then again, politics and religion made it all complicated. <laughs> because you know, like before, before, like say, let's say before the eighties or something like that, or even before that, Western people used to travel to, let's say, for example, Kabul, right? Mm-hmm. Kabul was the Paris of the Middle East or Damascus in Syria. Yeah. Or oh my god. Yeah. Or Cairo in Egypt. Seriously. These, these these were like these were like very very like uh, like western tourists wanted to go there. Right? Because these places were considered uh liberal, they were considered modern and they were considered safe. I don't know what happened. There you go. I don't know what happened. No. Who knows what happened? To be honest, uh, I wanna, I wanted to ask you actually, like you, you know, last year, yeah, and people probably like um, in a fifth year, uh, 
they might hear this. Do you have any suggestion for them? They gotta get to the six year next year. Do you have any suggestion? Do you have yeah. any recommendation? I mean, just keep your head up. You're almost at the finish line. And you know what they say, the last mile of the marathon is the hardest one. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> oh my God, my voice. All right. Yeah, but uh, anything like regarding toward exams, like how to pick up the like practices, the way they pick up the practices. Also for practices, you have to sign sequences. up now. Yeah, right. So it depends on preferences really. Like do you want to do all the practices back to back and then do exams? Or do you want to do practice, exam, practice, exam? Do you want to have them here in pitch or do you want to do them in another country? So it really depends on like who I'm talking to or whoever they are. But definitely like try to find out all your options and explore them because you i've had some friends in six year now who had their practices in countries in which they're not from let's say for example malta or something and they had an amazing experience right it's a nice way of experiencing something new as well but regarding six years for exams and stuff as well don't worry you know a lot like you've been a medical student for five years this is your sixth year starting you know a lot I think we underestimate our ability a lot. Yeah, I think school. we do. And the, I and the, I think the reason we do that is because we see that everyone around us is stressed, so we get stressed about it. But once you're actually in the situation, or once you're by yourself, maybe without I don't think, like having anyone stressing you. To be honest, I don't think it's that. It's just lack of practice. You think so? Yeah, I guess the confidence maybe, you know, lack of practice, lack of confidence. Yeah, I guess I guess the the, the I guess university has to provide a better practices for for students. I I hear I'm not a medical student, but I hear a lot uh people complaining about the practices. Yeah. And that needs to be fixed for sure. So but for us, for you, we had the the ability for us to have the practice in Norway is very nice because you know we're all going to go back to Norway, so if we have our practices there and you know we can get an introduction towards the uh, documentation, towards the legal practices of doctors, towards the procedures and everything, it's a nice way of familiarizing yourself because, like you said, in one and a half week, I am a doctor, I'm expected to know this, not perfectly, but you know I'm treading into this role. I'm coming for you. I'm coming to you for illegal drugs, man. You need to prescribe me some drugs. <laughs> no, I'll, you're not I'll a Norwegian <laughs> resident. I cannot prescribe anything. <laughs> I need some drugs. Uh, by the way, you're a pharmacist. You don't need a doctor. <laughs> Can't you just make something? I still in your have basement? a year. I still haven't have you, a year. I need you, some haven't drugs. Haven't you seen Breaking Bad? <laughs> Get some inspiration, man. <laughs> I might. I might do something legal. Oh my god! I said that on the fucking podcast. <laughs> It was only a joke, guys. <laughs> it was just a joke. It was just a joke. But um, yeah, I mean, uh, we we wanted to talk uh, about. We still have like four minutes, ten ten minutes. Oh, that's a nice surprise. What do you want to talk about? We can talk about anything. We can talk about anything. Anything. Is there anything in particular that? You do you have any story? Do you have any story like from exam period, like? Story from school that's just weird. Story from like anatomy department. I want to hear a good story if you have a good story. Like weird stories. Like, weird I don't know, teachers story. coming up to you and like, I can start. You go yeah. ahead. Yeah, all right. You I have a friend yeah. who is like, uh, <laughs> I want to say exposed. I guess exposed, all right. 
Toth. Do you know Toth? Like a teacher? The anatomy? The anatomy yeah. teacher, Toth. Apparently, he goes up to the to my friend and he has this, I don't know, vagina. Mm-hmm. And he goes up to his face and you like, he's like, Hey, do you, do you wanna do you wanna pussy? You, like in in his face, he's like, do you wanna pussy? No it's way. like <laughs> in his fucking face, and he was like explaining this to me. He was so traumatized. He was like, this guy came up to me and put this literally in front of my face. Oh my I was like, hey, here, it's for you. I was like, god damn it. <laughs> That's a weird story. This is a really weird story. So I have I have some stories. Uh, during my um, anatomy, uh, one of the anatomy classes, we were going to learn about the spinal cord, right? And we had this cadaver there. And our teacher asked, does anyone want to, like, use a saw? And I was like, yeah, I want to use the saw, <laughs> right? And I used the saw. And I went in to, like... Um, to uh to the vertebrae and i started to do it and i i wasn't pressing pressing hard enough right so i was only like scratching the surface of the bone and i applied a little bit of pressure and a splint broke loose and it fired straight into my mouth and i i i i dropped the saw and i ran out the door i didn't get to like far I just grabbed the uh, closest bucket and I threw up. Oh my that god. That was the nastiest. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> and the, the, the formaldehyde and everything, it was just too much. Oh my god. You know, those, those, that's one of the, like, the weird it, stories. It went to your mouth. Yeah, like a splint, you know? Oof. A splint of the bro- bone broke Broken. loose. It just. And I was I, I was bending over the cadaver because I I, I don't know I've never opened up a, like a, a spine before right <laughs> and I've never used this kind of saw and I, first at, at first it didn't look like it had any effect so I pushed a little bit more and the splint broke loose and it ah, like straight into my <laughs> mouth and I I dropped the saw what it was still like <laughs> oh my god <laughs> and I ran out I opened the door grabbed the bucket that I threw up shit 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 that, that's actually very dangerous like you dropped this fucking saw yeah but no no like it it, it, it stopped like you know okay thank it, god it, it would stop like it's, you have to hold the button for it to oh work. okay 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 but uh, uh, yeah and the, the worst part is it didn't really go into my mouth it only landed on my lip but it felt like <laughs> I had eaten like shit you know what I'm saying like the immediate oof, need to vomit it just came straight away. Oh my god! And it was like it, it just landed on my lip. It didn't go in my mouth. At all. <laughs> but I was, and I have a beard as well, you know. And I like, I was scared that I had fragments in it, so I went back home. And in the day, I clean shaved. Oof. I was like, I don't want anything on my face. Oh my god! Yeah, so that's one story. I've never I'm... seen you without beard. No, you haven't. God. And you're not gonna. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. At least not for a couple of years. Yeah, I don't like. I uh, can't it's imagine. Weird. There were some of my friends who saw me without a beard once, and they were like, "This is another person. Like, it doesn't look like me at all." First of all, I turn into a baby face without a beard. I can imagine. Yeah, and the other thing is that I have this weird, like, my beard grows really fast. So if I clean shave, like, totally clean shave my sure. beard, you're Middle Eastern, man. Yeah, like twelve hours later, <laughs> it will already like be dark and gray and stubbly and everything like that. Yeah, I know. 
I know. I I can totally like relate to that. I'll say one last thing before we. I don't know how much time we have. You have like four minutes. Yeah, I want to talk about something about the exam period. Uh, Tell us, w- which is one of the nicest memories I will probably uh, take back from here. Um, I think it was the first semester of fourth year. I had just come back from. Um, I had just come back from Norway, so it was. Uh, it was around end of December or beginning of January, and um, it was cold outside. And we were sitting, we were pulling like twelve, thirteen-hour days on the library. And I tend to flip my days, like my circadian rhythm gets fucked up during exam period. Mm-hmm. So I came to uni at like uh, six p.m. and I would go back home at five a.m. or something. Oh, like I that, never came right? to that. But one of the nicest memories was that I was super stressed about the exam because I was supposed to study when I was back in Norway, but I didn't because I'm with family and I'm having a great time. Last thing I want to do is study, right? Uh, but there was this uh, one friend of mine uh, who I was studying with at the library at the time. Um, she asked if I wanted to go outside for some fresh air. And I was like, yeah. And we grabbed our coats and we went outside to uh, get some fresh air. I don't know what happened, but we just sat there in silence and the time went by, you know, we're supposed to get fresh air and whoop to do one and a half hour later. We were like, should we go in? And not a single word. I think for me, like, that's one of the nicest memories I have here. Like someone just sharing their frustration, your stress, your pain in silence. We didn't have to say a word. We communicated. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. I'm, I'm hearing it. This that sounds very crazy, yeah. actually. So thank you for that. Yeah. I'm not gonna name. Where is? I'm not gonna name. Where is? <laughs> Where is this girl? We wanna know her. Yeah, I'm not gonna name drop, but uh, she will probably know once once this is out. All right, man. Uh, I really appreciate it uh, that you came around here. Uh, I had a good time talking to you. Yeah. Thanks for inviting me, man. Yeah, we should do the mom. We should do this more often for, for sure. sure. Like I'm you need to come back. I'm here for one and a half more weeks. You need to come back. <laughs> I need to. Uh, well, it's exam period. We want to talk about exam period, but uh, you know what you can do? You can invite me for like a one year after this, uh, like interview. Then you're a doctor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I like, want How was your sure. last year been? Sure. You know, I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say uh, we have like a little bit of time. I'm gonna say my plan. I'm planning to. I might. I might just travel and do podcasts like go to different countries and do podcasts oh, with different great, people man. that's great just back you know put all this stuff that i have to my studio in a bag and just yeah take it anywhere and like, start talking to somebody random two microphones your ipad your audio that's mixer it. and i have yeah. everything yeah and i have everything that's my plan sounds like a I'm, good I'm going to i'm going to you know i'm going to malta in summer yeah i'm taking yeah I'm going to Malta. I'm going to going to do my practices uh, two months. I'm taking all this stuff. I want to record a lot of podcasts. Yeah, I was in Malta with my ex girlfriend. It's a beautiful place. I know. Yeah. I've, I've been there. I've been there once. Oh, it's amazing. Yes, yeah. it's amazing. I love it so much. All right, man. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Uh, yeah. Uh, all right, guys. Thank you for listening to us. See you guys soon. <laughs>